Hey, hey, welcome to Web3 Weekly with your host, Blockstar Technology. Let's go. Uh, my name is Cozy, and um, we are starting our uh, weekly uh, podcast. So today we will talk about the Ethereum merge. And um, so, but as I said, my name is Cozy. Hi, I'm Craig. Hey, I'm Charlie. And I'm Maureen. And I would also like to introduce uh, uh, Mohammed, um, who's our special guest, who's um, look, who looks after um, our smart contracts and comes with an awesome background. So I will let uh, Mohammed give us a quick uh, rundown about his background. Off to you, Mohammed. Hello, everyone. And my name is Mohammed. Uh, I've been actually working in the space since 2017 when I started working on my PhD and then uh, I was working in security algorithms in my PhD and then uh, after that after one year, one year of working I got into the Cooper space working on blockchain stuff and using the blockchain technology to provide more security for actually IoT devices. After my PhD, I started working as a postdoc researcher in a uh, smart transportation center where I uh, applied the blockchain technology into a different concept, the smart transportation and uh, all of this stuff. And then I, uh, joined Blockstar slide on 18th of June 2021 wow. and since then I've been working on NFT projects and different you know blockchain related stuff yeah awesome excited to be with you today going thank you Mohammed um and um all right let's get let's dive into it right so um ethereum merge everyone's talking about it I think um, you know it's it's only fair uh, that uh, we talk about it as well for our uh, user base. Uh, given that uh, there is just a, I would say that's like the biggest thing after sliced bread. Maybe I don't know. I like you know it just came out. I didn't even think about it. But uh, <laughs> um, given uh, given we are already in this space, I think it's good to uh, talk about not too much about the. Uh, a deep dive into the technology itself because I want this to be a educational or even, even informational type of um, podcast so that uh, we are technical people, we can deep dive into technical. Uh, but I think I would like to explain to the general public, uh, like especially general public, it's like the mom and pops and businesses, what this means to them, like the inst institutional uh, people because um, the technical people, we are already in it, right? So, yeah. and we already know what, what it is. But I would like to explain, um, I, I would like to take this uh, conversation um, and the discussions down the path of what does this mean uh, to, I don't know, banks or stock brokerage or supply chain or art or health, any of those as well. So. Um, so, you know, think when we are discussing, just uh, please be mindful of our, um, our user base who we are targeting. So I would say like, let's ask, you know, let's be controversial. There's no right or wrong answer because we are, we don't know what is, 
you know, what's going to happen. We now no one knows, right? All, all we can do is at the moment, we can see the benefits. We can see uh, the benefits or the pros and cons either, either side. Um, I would like to discuss that and add value to our end users. It's not about, okay, let's all go down the Ethereum. It might or it might not. Whatever it is, I would like all, all of us to have a good discussion and take this, uh, make this informational and still valid after 10 years. So, yeah. alrighty. So, on that note, uh, Mohammed, if I ask the question, what is the merge? If you can explain to give us a bit of a rundown on what is the merge? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, merge, let's say. <clears throat> So actually, technically, it relates to the consensus algorithm that we are using in a blockchain network. But let's exemplify, let's say we're having a car moving at full, uh, full, uh, full pace, like 100 kilometers per hour, maybe. Yes. And, I want, and we want to change a, a fossil fuel-based engine with an electric one which brings us kind of 99.95% energy efficiency compared to previous engine. And not also this, but not only this one, but also we want, we even do not want the passengers or drivers uh, to be aware of this process, not only stopping the car, but also they, they should, if everything should be the same, everyone should do their normal job and then all of a sudden, we want to change the engine. While, while, while we are driving, while we are driving, while we are driving, exactly. with, with passengers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we want to make sure that they're still that's safe. That's how big it is. So, actually, right now, is uh, the consensus algorithm in the uh, Ethereum network is uh, called a uh, proof of work, which uh, which includes a lot of you know uh, computational power is kind of solving a puzzle uh, to put your blockchain between very big miners, yes. and then uh, it is the, the uh, we want actually when we say merge, we're merging to a new consensus algorithm in the miner levels, which is called proof of stake and. There would be validators. It's a very, you know, uh, very, in a very way of uh, handling this decentralized network and uh, having consensus in this network. Actually, cool. Maureen, what you had to add? To this? Uh, I don't want to throw us all off topic so soon, but I love that you mentioned um, adding to the decentralized network. I think um, definitely the main changes between proof of work to proof of stake. Do you have a question? Because I think I will derail what, um, what I want to say. <laughs> so, I, I guess, just to touch on what you said, where it was proof of work yes. that consumes a lot of energy. Mm. I think people, it's, it's interesting for people, or it's good for people to understand, it's not just the energy required for the computational power to complete that puzzle, but it's actually a race currently. Mm -hmm. So if you had 100 computers all racing to try and get the answer to something first, and you're then changing to a consensus mechanism that 
for example, chooses one to do it and have others validate, then it's not just, you've not limited the power that's required, not only just limited the power that's required for that one computer, but you've stopped the other 99 doing it. And that's why it's such a big reduction yeah. in, in the power consumption that's needed and, and why this is a really good thing mm. for, for not only blockchain and but for the planet. And I believe they pick randomly through those whoever's staking, uh, who's running yeah. a validator node and yeah. after the Ethereum merge, so it'll be randomly picked. Yeah, yeah I think it's 32 validators maybe. You no. need 32 hey. Ethereum to yeah, become a 32 individual validators as well. I'm, I'm talking about validating the actual, once they've chosen one to, to validate, to, to, to do the work, there are then 32 that need to validate. So does know. that not then shift into <coughs> the rich getting richer or am I missing the point? Because they want Ethereum to go, I heard a debate, that's why I'm bringing it up. They want Ethereum to go to say 10,000, which means to have 32 Ethereum. You're thinking about someone that has $320,000 sitting there on the computer ready to validate, so not taking it off. So is that, am I misunderstanding it? That's how I understood it. So doesn't it really limit the... There's certainly a barrier to entry. Yeah, I understand what you mean, but then someone could have got those 32 Ethereum for 3200 in 2019 when Ethereum dropped to $80. And you're also going to see staking pools emerge. Like at the moment, yes. one of the main ones I've seen is Lido Dow, yep. where you don't, need a, you don't need to have 32 Ethereum. You can have one Ethereum, half Ethereum, 0.2. Ethereum, and you can join that into a yeah. a pool to become your own validator node within that system. Yeah, I mean that's a good point you just mentioned, uh, Lido um, Finance guys. Now, when you talk about being decentralized, yes. Maureen, talk about I'm dying to say yeah. this because I um, at first I looked at the Ethereum merge because as a response to the ESG, ECG, whatever, yes. to, to reduce um, yes. power consumption and all of that. But in reality, in my opinion and after my reading, I think that there's huge risk that going across to point of stake is actually going to give the power. We're, we're going to risk getting centralized here because the main, the main um, pool and stakeholders, it's 67% of them are held by 11 US regulated companies. So that means you're putting essentially regulation in US regulated companies and we all saw what happened to Tornado Cash. Yeah. So um, my mind is blown. I'm actually, yeah. I understand the payoff for um, mm. power consumption, but this is basically gonna turn Ethereum into another CBD coin. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's a really good point because like people who own the majority of Ethereum is like Binance, Coinbase, yeah. Leader Cash, and Kraken. Yeah. Yes. Now, and they're all US regular. And then, you know, given that how uh, US, like with the... But yeah. in saying that, are they holding those tokens on behalf of their users? It doesn't, matter. It doesn't matter. It's front end. It's front end, it's right? Front so end. what happens with that is now with that Tornado Cash, now the U.S. government uh, bringing sanctions oh. against the court. What means is now if they want to operate in the U.S., they have to adhere to the U.S. Yeah. law. 
and given like what you know people like uh, DXDY and uh, Uniswap where they would control from the front end and we have um, Alchemy and then um, who, Infura, Infura yeah. and they're doing from the you know and then you got the the what you call the ether scan. So then they're looking mm -hmm. at the that, at the very execution level. So so there's a lot of going to be censored, censored especially after we've seen what has happened in the past couple of years with censorship alone. Yes. So if you're looking at companies, if if they, they go across to this, they're at the mercy of U.S. regulations. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. it's basically. It's gone down the road of centralization and it's not even, you know, I think they won't see the effects straight away, but it will definitely, you will see without a, well, I can't say without a doubt, but <laughs> I would assume, this is not legal advice or financial <laughs> advice, let's get, that, let's get that off the table, that within the next year or two, you'll see the effects of this, um, of giving the power of consensus and block function to U.S. companies, U.S. regulation. Yeah, I know many years ago, um, there was some clampdown on exchanges, crypto exchanges. Mm. And what happened is there was countries that were clamping down on them. And because we're in a global market, it just matters where that business is registered. So a lot of businesses moved to Malta that had very crypto friendly. They yeah. just closed down shop, went to Malta, still serviced everybody that they usually were serviced, so, but they weren't held under that jurisdiction's Yeah. But regime. that being said, are we assuming, because I got some numbers before this because I thought I'd dig a little deeper and I'm a numbers person. Um, so 67% of the 67%, and that's not a made-up yeah. statistic, of staking <laughs> threshold is um, shared against 11 regulated providers. Lido, which you mentioned, is the largest share of the Beacon depositor, Depository at 31.6%, followed by Coinbase, Kraken, and Binance at 28.6%. Are we assuming suddenly that these companies are going to up and move to avoid this? Obviously, There's a big yeah. difference between mining pools and staking pools. They have very different functions and the outcomes are very different. I think there's a lot of confusion on the street regarding... You know, people are looking at pie charts and getting confused what the outcome can actually be. I think as to whether they would move or not would uh, purely come down to the dollar amount, whether it was in it, their best interest or not. I see this as, personally, I, I see this as something that's going to play out being very regulated and controlled. Yeah. And now the whole crypto future in terms of regulation, we've seen some very harsh regulations come out, like Tornado Cash, the um, lead developer was arrested. Hmm. So what's that going to, what message well, is that, that sending? That's still in court at the moment. He's been arrested, but it hasn't played but, out and um, been finalised on it. I know, mm -hmm. but this is the first time. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, we can talk about it, you know, like quite deep, but so if we just uh, come right back, <laughs> I mean, that's something that we had to, you know, we still don't know what is right or wrong answer, but we just want to talk about it, you know, so that people are aware of it, you know. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it will, you know, I don't know, you know, that's, that's more in case of financial advice. <laughs> so we're not saying the market will crash, you know, Ethereum is mm. just done and dusted, but as always, market is the market. It's right. 
you know, we, you know, it, it does its own thing. And, and, so and I'd just like to add to that, if that ever does happen, there's also the situations of just hard forking off that and yes. redistributing those funds to the other percent that aren't regulated in America. So there's hmm. different ways that the blockchain is adaptive and can move on. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, Zach, like, you know, who... Um, okay, let, let's um, uh, walk through so that we can um, ask Muhammad some okay. really cool <laughs> questions. Yes. Sorry, so, um, <laughs> I knew not to ask me a beginner question at the start. <laughs> so, um, Muhammad, that you mentioned, so that we had the, the Beacon chain that was started in 2020 and parallel to the mainnet uh, for such a long time. And um, so... Um, so far, what it has been doing is um, so. What is the what is the process? So uh, at this time, uh, you know, the beacon uh, chain has been just keeping the account balances while the 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 current domain that has been uh, keeping track of the transaction, the execution layer, the transaction, and and then the account balances, all of it. So with the um, with the uh, merge happening, um, you know, sort of you know imminent. Um, so how, what is going to happen at the merge at that point, you know, is the mainnet going to join the uh, beacon chain or the beacon chain is going to join the mainnet? What, what's, what does it have what's going on? Kazi, should we just sum up for our viewers the, I know you said mm. the main chain and the beacon chain, but as we I think that's a good them, question. The main chain is the proof of work chain using yes. hardware to mine that it has for many years. The beacon chain has been running as the proof of stake mechanism that we're about to join That's together. And from there, we'll give it to yeah. Muhammad. Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, as you guys said, in right now, we are having an execution layer, actually, and a consensus layer. Yeah. So, the consensus layer is the beacon chain that you mentioned that is working based on uh, proof of base consensus algorithm, proof of stake consensus algorithm. And the historic mainnet or execution layer is still work, uh, running based on uh, proof of work. So what we expect post the merge is that uh, <coughs> this execution layer or the historic mainnet layer would be would merge into the beacon chain or a consensus algorithm or the consensus layer, which means that everything in the network would be coordinated and controlled by proof of stake on the beacon chain. So we're merging from our execution layer to the consensus layer. So that's that's what we actually call merge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, yeah. when is this all happening? What is the date? Yeah. I'm not doing that date. Like, I don't does know. It... I just know that it's the near future. <laughs> I think, I think okay. it's really cool because there's a countdown on Google, a countdown timer, and it's the merge is represented with two bears. That are slowly coming together, and once the the mergers, the polar bear yeah, and the, yeah, the polar bear and the bear, and then once they come together, they're yeah. going to make a panda. So even <laughs> even Google, the world's biggest search engine, is getting behind the um, Ethereum merge, which is kind of cool. And that countdown is actually a little dynamic because it's not specifically set for a date and or time. 
That's right. What is it based on, Craig? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's based on a particular block number. At That's right. Point they're going to yeah, yeah. implement the, the TTD and... That's right. Oh, you put a word out there. I think now. Uh, let's let's talk about the TTD. So yeah, that's right. That's right. So as um as Craig mentioned, if there's a there's a block, the epoch is been set, um, and that information got released in August, early early part of the August. I think so. Came yeah. up with the okay. These are the uh, the variables. So the variables were set, and um, and then uh, we had this. I believe sixth of this month uh, happened. The first um, you know action was taken to. Um, you know, for the merge. So now uh, that was the first action. So now that's what makes the now merge uh, to go ahead. Yeah. You know. So you mentioned TTD. Yes. What is TTD? Let's talk about TTD. It's terminal total difficulty. All right. What does mm -hmm. it all mean? It's the amount of work that's required. Yeah. To solve the puzzle that we're talking about when we refer to miners. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's actually an amount that can be varied. Okay. So obviously, to be ridiculously difficult when you all network and you're just starting. Yes. And it can increase and increase and increase. Of course. But effectively, what they've done is when we get to that particular block number at the epoch yes. we mentioned, is that that TTD is going to get exponentially harder to the point where it's no longer financially viable to mine yes. Ethereum yeah. on. The current mainnet, and you're better off going to yeah. proof of stake. Proof of stake. So people so it's, it works as, it's encouraging. And you encouraging. Can if, if you <laughs> want to sit there and mine and pay for power and lose money hand over fist, I'm sure that you're allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> but whether that's in your best interest or not is completely different. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but but that's how they're encouraging people. To yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that that's a that's a you know that's exactly. I mean like. You know, I saw on our uh, Twitter page uh, the meme um, about you know comparing the eat uh, the acid the machines to yellow pages mm. uh, because we're gonna have end up with quite a few yellow pages, um, and I'm pretty sure that you know people will use that for for a good reason. Um, otherwise, it's gonna create so much of uh, waste, yeah. industrial waste that would not be used anywhere else after that. So, um, all right. So the merge, I think at this stage, I believe the merge is set to be tomorrow afternoon, right? Around uh, about one. So depends on which countdown time you look at. But it's Our afternoon, like yes, it starts yes. about say two I, p.m. I did actually look, but yeah, I think yeah, well, it might actually Ish. be a little later than that now. Hmm. It might be a little later than that. It might be our tomorrow night, our time, not tomorrow. Oh. Evening. Yeah, tomorrow afternoon. So tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Four p.m. Yep. Is it 4 p.m.? So it was at 2 p.m. yesterday, it's 4 p.m. That's 4 said, it, now. It's not an exact set time. It depends on, it the, depends uh, on the when block. that block gets created. Yeah. That's an estimate based on what it's currently doing. Yeah. So, we'll Charlie, I think... that on the big screen tomorrow, guys. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, let us put it on the big screen. And uh, I think we should have a merger celebration ourselves. Sure. I think. Um, let, let's... Uh, what, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I can see like um, more is thinking. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the food. <laughs> oh, so good, good, good. So, fusion food. Yeah, fusion, exactly. Yeah. Fusion food, right? I think that's that's the best way to celebrate it with like completely two different food, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's really cool, you know, all this stuff going. And one of the things that you mentioned, uh, Mohammed, earlier is that 
you said like an, as an example think of a car you know engine being changed while it's driving with passengers on board and making sure it does not crash or you know or even slow down even matter. slow down for that matter right now so am i are we expecting a an email from the ethereum company ethereum support ethereum support <laughs> saying there's going to be a downtime or how does it work would there, would there be a downtime in your what do you think oh uh, um, ideally there shouldn't be any downtime because it's been planned to be you know to have a very smooth transition and but let's see I don't think that there would be a downtime hmm. right? because yeah technically they have planned for this one for a while and, and when I say why it really means why <laughs> since 2018 people were talking about this transition in each time they said that okay it's not it's not ready yet and then next year next year and finally we are in 2022 and I think that everything is now ready hmm. to get managed <laughs> yeah, I remember the men saying I remember the Mems Muhammad of Vitalik looking like a grandpa going, Eve 2 will come next year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like saying that it's a big financial platform, right? I mean, like we can always have fun. I mean, we always, I don't know, uh, probably Maureen as well as, you know, being coders somewhat. We have been dabbling in coding and we know when something is really like, you know, and this is like, you know, when people say, oh, let's go live, let's go live. But when things does not work, um, no one's going to take responsibility. They're going to still, still point the fingers at people, right? So, and I I completely have empathy towards the developers, the, the yeah. Ethereum uh, Foundation. And mm. what they're doing is, is great. We just have to have patience, right? Absolutely. Um, because it's not going to, you know, uh, disappear. And, and one of the things, um, cool. And I just want to... Um, and just yeah. on that, because it is not easy running a decentralized network. <laughs> Isn't it? Right? You don't know who everyone is. You don't what? have an email address. To <laughs> yes. You just have a couple of Twitter profiles and hope they listen. <laughs> Having your own wallet, you've always said it. So it's not easy being your own bank. <laughs> yeah. Imagine being that, you know, a million times over. That's yes. what they're talking about here. Yeah. 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 Now it's that, liquidity pulls it. 100%. 100%. Um, so the biggest question, um, so we talk about downtime and, you know, as you said, like, you know, because they have been testing on this, like, you know, like, um, Rob Steen, I think they recently, um, merged with the, the Gorelli, I think that's the last, um, test network and it went, you know, so far so good, but there's nothing like going live. Yeah. We know how it is the day before we go live, right? Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> as um, exciting and as nervous as you get both emotion at the same time right um, so let's fingers crossed and it will all work out well well I'm hoping the experience <laughs> is more like being on a train that's just switching from one track to yes to the next track the is also there it doesn't need to slow down yeah. it just sort of keeps going hmm. but provided somebody remember to throw that switch yeah they're going to go on the same yeah, yeah. yeah. so and if it does, buy the dip. So, um, so talking about this, um, let's go 
it's the biggest thing. So one of the reasons that I was out there, one of the benefits that uh, people are talking about by going to proof of stake, the biggest thing for the consumer, I would say the immediate impact is the gas fees, right? So today, if I'm paying like, I don't know, I love NFTs. There's, there's, you know, it's not a secret, right? No, it's not. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's someone out there getting rich on my gas fees, right? Um, and so am I expecting to pay less gas fees, Mohammed? Uh, okay, so th this is a misunderstanding to me. I think that the gas fee, you know, probably not. Gas. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gas. When we were talking about gas, the gas depends on the complexity of the code or complexity of the transaction you want to have on a network. So, when you want uh, to send some native token to someone else, it would be kind of 21k, very pretty, you know, simple transaction. When you want to introduce the whole DAO or the whole organization into the network and then deploy it on the Ethereum, it would be tens, you know, tens of millions of gas fee involved because it's a complex logic you want to introduce into the network. So you should expect that this consensus algorithm or changing the consensus algorithm would affect the gas fee. Uh, or the usage of gas fee. But what we expect is that uh, because, and I want to mention these things, I think that it's important to notice that, uh, first of all, because it's going to be green, a real green network in terms of, you know, carbon footprint and all of this stuff, then it would open up a gate to lots of institutions. So we will see more and more institutions that are avoided, you know, joining the community before that. Uh, because of the energy consumption, because of the environmental problems and, you know, uh, their, their, their policies, uh, we have seen them that they couldn't join or they couldn't get on board into the Ethereum network, but now it opens up this uh, gate and allows them to uh, actually join us. And then it comes with its, you know, uh, let's say benefits in terms of security of the network. And it makes the network more secure and more participants involved in the network. I know that, Maureen, you, you may not agree with me. <laughs> but it, it also, because the next step after the match would be the surgery one. So we will have more techniques coming after this match for charting technique. We can't have it right now because we are using proof of work. Yeah. If you want to securely use the sharding, you should have proof of stake. Mm -hmm. If you use sharding in your network, then you can effectively uh, decrease the congestion level in the network. And then finally, it means that transactions yeah. would be cheaper. So it would affect the cost of action. Because right now, the problem is not gas fees to me. The problem is most of the time is congestions in a network. So when you have the congestion in a network, too many users wants to put their you know, transaction into the blocks. 
Yes. You should pay more and more to the miners. If you can solve these issues, then there would be, you know, definitely decrease in the cost of transactions. But gas fees, no. no. Mohammed, could you just quickly explain for anyone listening what sharding actually is? Uh, yeah. So sharding is uh, where when by sharding it means that the splitting network data into smaller chunks. So we are having then we're splitting them into different shards. At first, these shards will be only you know gathering all of the transaction and put them through into the mainnet. But eventually, each of these shards would be independent blockchain and then we would have effective you know cross shard communication which effectively and optimally uh control the whole network in terms of transactions and we are aiming after the roadmap uh, is complete right now uh the ethereum network would is processing kind of about 15 transactions per second but after the sharding and everything, after this merge and sharding and everything is complete on the world uh, roadmap, we expect it to be 100,000 transactions per second, which is a huge, huge, huge difference. And when you can handle this, these number of, you know, this number of, you know, transactions on a network, it means that it would effectively decrease the costs of transactions. I think it's important to note, just in, in simplest yeah. terms, at the moment, the <laughs> miners are rewarded mm. for doing that work. Okay? Yeah, yes. Hence, that's the gas fees. That's of course, the gas fees are running. Somewhat of buying hardware for, for doing all that. electricity. When we go to proof of stake, even though who it is that's doing that work is now randomly chosen, they're still performing that work. Yes. You don't stake the 32 ETH to become, you know, a node like that hmm. for no reward. So hence, gas fees are still required. So it's not going to eliminate them. Yes. And because they're still doing the same amount of work, hmm. the gas fees are the same. As Mohammed mentioned, the yeah. gas fees will come down when we get when we get that, down uh, further down the track. So, um, so I believe then in that case uh, we'll get. Uh, I'll start paying less gas fees maybe some point of mid-2023 or... Well, it depends how long, like, how long did this merge take? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, <laughs> I'm just going to question, question on that one, Mohammed. So you said the saving of energy. So Ethereum would use less energy than the world banking system? After the... Oh, doesn't have to be too precise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just say yes. That's the crypto bro question. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good point. More inefficient, but but uh, no, I, I, I don't know that. Would it be like this or not? The only thing that we can say for sure is that compared to the current state, it would be ninety nine percent, you know, uh, decrease in the um, energy consumption. Yeah, but awesome. compared to the banking system, no idea. They've got to run a lot of lights and print a lot of paper, man. <laughs> Doesn't that also depend on how many participants you then have in this network? 
Um, well, I think... Uh, or are you referring to validators only? That is. Validators, yeah. yeah. the entire network. Yeah, yeah. The entire I network. think even with the entire network, still it'd be a lot far less. Again, like, you know, we spoke about earlier, just on touch base while you're on in this subject that, you know, uh, being centralized and, you know, again, like, once you said, the only reason why the issue with the centralization is that people are going to start, they could manipulate what goes in there. They can be the bad, bad actors, but... I would like to sort of put it out there like, you know, um, obviously if they do anything bad, they get penalized very harshly because now you're putting your own, you know, funds in there, locking your funds yeah, in there. So it's like, it's a, it's a really good algorithm already built in to handle those, um, you know, the social and, you know, there's a quite yeah, a few. Actors. Yeah, exactly. Bad so actors. There are penalties for them. And I think that's, I mean, it's not a huge concern because I don't think it's going to be a big thing. Yes. I think the censorship as far as centralization is a bigger issue yeah. than yeah. anybody trying to do anything untoward. Untowards, yeah. yeah. No, that's exactly it. So, um, so if we, I just want to talk about going green, right? So we spoke about the immediate impact is the gas fees. And I would say the long-term benefit for the future of the the Ethereum platform or for the, the blockchain as a whole is about uh, going green. And then, you know, uh, Mohammed, you mentioned the, uh, you put a number out there saying 99 and I've seen some numbers like 99.95 and mm-hmm. um, all those. So we can see that the energy consumption um, goes down and I just want to, you know, just ask, you know, everyone um, in this um, Shall I call your panel? <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on on Shiba Inu? <laughs> I don't know. We'll start with Craig. Yes, Craig. Um, let's go by the like the, the most holding person, the least holding person. <laughs> Come on, Craig. Say the science. I don't have thoughts. I have hopes. You yes. have hope. okay. I have hopes, you know. Let's talk about like it. Said, now, and I haven't even counted, but I just generally say that it, it only needs to rally 50 decimal places. Yes. And I'll be right. <laughs> so, I'm... Ship to a dollar. That's all I can say. <laughs> so, <laughs> ship to a dollar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, what I'm saying is like, you know, there are so many other uh, countries. So, for example, if you talk about the L2, right, um, you know, uh, chains as well. So, what what would the impact be on those uh, L2 uh, solutions uh, once it goes to POS? What do you call Proof of uh, stake. Proof of I don't know whether it'll impact the price, but just while we're back on that same topic, yes. what's a shib worth? Like, if I had to display it, it's about that much, right? Yeah. You know, if, if the dollar was here, you'd ship it somewhere around. Yeah, but there are like billions of them. That, yeah, I know there is, but it still costs, mm-hmm. you know, gas fees and computing power, even just to move these around with very, very little value. Mm-hmm. So by reducing the amount of computing power required and therefore carbon footprint. Yes. It would be like using 16 road trains to move a box of matches at yeah. the moment is probably the comparison I would mm-hmm. make for that. Yeah. It's a little yes. bit of overkill. Yeah. Yeah. I can see Ethereum becoming the security settlement layer mm-hmm. where I think if you've got something, and I won't go too deep into it, yes. it'll be for hours, but the triple halvening 
I think I definitely would like to touch. I got a uh, question here to talk about triple harmony because I think that's super important to talk about because then it goes like a like I don't know about the deflationary. What is deflationary? What is inflationary? Yeah. Because that's a, so. What's the triple harmony of the price of it? We talk about it now, or uh, I think let's circle back after this we'll point. Circle yeah. Back. <laughs> yes. Um, triple harmony. Say with that Ethereum price goes up and it's deflationary. There's a whole heap locked away in stake. There's a bunch getting burnt. Um, and then it's real expensive, like USD value. If you go and buy ETH for USD now and that value's 20, 50 times as much now, I can see the layer twos gaining yes. that traction as mm -hmm. layer twos emerging and Ethereum just being that settlement security layer yes. where the actual layer two pools are communicating mm -hmm. and having to buy Ethereum to bulk their transactions together and settle them. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. No one knows, but... Mm -hmm. um, no one knows. I think yeah, this is the all game theory. Guys. It's all yeah. speculation, but the game theory there yes. is quite interesting. Yeah. yeah. Tell us a bit about the game theory. Or I think we'll keep it for another, another session, game oh, theory, okay. because okay. it's a whole different subject. <laughs> um, what I would like to talk about, okay. um, my, my next uh, point that I got here is about the triple harmony. So Charlie, I'll ask the question, what is triple happening? So triple happening um, is something going around in the ecosystem crypto universe for the crypto bros, where um, not many people have known, but Ethereum never had a max supply. So it just keeps getting mined, keeps getting produced. Yes. With the merge, there's actually a burn function in there. Mm -hmm. uh, off the top of my head, I believe it's the 1159. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, 1559. 1559, yeah, there's a lot of numbers there. Um, and what happens is on each transaction, a percentage of that fee paid gets burnt out of existence. Mm -hmm. So say you've got, I wish I had a whiteboard up there, but say you've got 100 Ethereum and let's say 50 of those get put into staking for validator nodes. Yes. So if you think of it like stocks or shares, so there's 50 mm -hmm. taken out validating the system. Yeah. So you've now only got 15 there to purchase on with liquidity and buy from exchanges, whatever you want to do. Yes. And then in that 50, um, a percentage of that on each transaction day, I believe from the last mm -hmm. study I'd done a few months ago, it was... There was over 50 million US dollars that had been burnt, mm -hmm. that had been sent into burnt. And um, so that's, you've got 50 taken out, you're now getting out of the 50 you've got left, you're getting that burnt for every transaction. And then there's one, two. And then for the third one is now people don't need to spend money on mining equipment or electricity. Yes. So that money can then go into buying the actual Ethereum tokens themselves mm -hmm. so they can go switch those into validator nodes or hold yeah. them or do whatever they want with mm -hmm. them. And then there's the three big changes coming into the Ethereum merge and surrounding the triple halving that people have been okay. talking about quite a bit. Cool. What is your take on that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yep, so mm, actually the other um, effect of this match would be completing this EIP 1559. So mm. we had it like last year, I guess, the, this kind of deflationary program for uh, making the, the native coin of Ethereum valuable because there's no cap like uh, Bitcoin there. So 
another effect of this uh, merge would be it would uh, decrease the gross inflation of Ethereum, which currently stands at 4% or something to 0.5%. Yeah. So I yeah. think that is another, you know, considerable facts in mm. another, you know, deflationary program for That's the right. yeah. main Ethereum network. And the effects on the uh, layer 2 networks, I think that because the security is actually very, very important. As I said, that we are have limitations of using too many, you know, techniques right now in because of this census algorithm. When we solve this issue, it would, you know, it would open up a huge opportunity of using different techniques. Yes. Uh, to make the uh, network more and more secure. Then, so it's, it's been estimated that when you uh, uh, transfer from a proof of work to proof of stake, consensus algorithm, it makes it 10 to 20 times harder for, for attackers to hack the system, which means that definitely we will have a more secure network then. And this is the, one of the main concerns of all of these DAPs, layer tools, and all of this stuff. So it would considerably help them mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, pick the fruits. And this is this is what uh, would be provided for them. Mm -hmm. Cool. In the network and, yeah, more and more, you know, yeah. uh, adoption. Okay. So, yeah. Um, okay, let's stick with the word adoption, right? Um, we touched base earlier with regards to uh, the whole merge we are bringing. Um, I think uh, Craig is crying. Um, yes. <laughs> happy, is it happy, happy to you? So she hasn't gone up. Okay, she hasn't gone up. Okay, so um, with regards to adoption, um, just because now you know we think okay like you know it's like the mass adoption like you know the institutional institutions and you know like the big big players now could come in but we are saying okay look sharding is not there yet and there are a couple of other you know bits that needs to be happened they're not there so um from what i am seeing is rather than waiting for them to come come and then start developing your platforms, I think a lot of these companies should start looking now because those, you know, features uh, will be getting implemented, you know, within months as we know, you know, to trial a platform, to work through a platform, go through the test phase and really understand whether a project needs a blockchain, where it goes through some of those things as well. And I think, you know, um, what is your take on, if you start from you first, Mohammed? What is your take on, uh, what is your advice uh, to institutions or the businesses uh, think of maybe B2B or B2C? Uh, we all know that it's happening in B2C with regards to NFTs. <laughs> but in the uh, B2B, uh, what, what, what would it happen really uh, to the B2B space? Mm -hmm. uh, I think that, as I mentioned earlier, uh, that would be a huge opportunity for institutions to get on board, to join the Web3, you know, community. And I think that most of them, actually a lot of them, are keeping eye on it. 
to see what SNL actually and what would be the result of this myth because everyone is talking about it. Mm. And then, but I do have the concerns that Maureen has also the the problem of censorship and everything yeah. related to this one. But yeah. bearing in mind, we we you know uh, <clears throat> we are human, so and we are <laughs> we're smart enough that when we when we feel like gonna be um, it's gonna be censorship there is it's gonna be kind of you know uh, different or, or, or hidden you know dictatorship dictates to the rest of the network yeah again something new would come up mm. like Bitcoin itself so why we have Bitcoin itself at the first place so because people think that okay we we are done with you. We don't want any single node to control us. We want a decentralized network, okay? Now we are on a good path of getting more and more experienced in this, you know, space. And then we don't know, we actually don't know what what, what is uh, um, going to be, uh, going to happen in this network after, after this match, but even, when you feel that there's a censorship, there is kind of, you know, Big Brother watching all of us, uh, there would be another spaces, so, and migration, and I'm a big fan of this kind of, you know, migration into new platforms. Yes. And with, with you know, and um, what, I, what, I'm, what I see here is that another experience in terms of, you know, uh, optimization and te technical optimization and technical efficiency then having these experience we can migrate to a completely new space and because we all want it to be the digital you know realm to be kind of democratized to yes. be democratized and yeah that's so look at it and just just consider it as another experience in this path yeah. That's Thank what you. I see. Yeah. Thank you. What about you, Craig? What is your take on the um you know, the merge for institutions, right? What what is what 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 do you think like you know, should they start now? Should they wait for it or do they wait for the sharding or should they take the opportunity? You no, know, there's only few people getting on board on the web three blockchain space. Um, some people don't know what they don't know, but what is what when is the time? Even no, waiting for the merge, waiting until we've got sharding or anything like that. It's pretty much gonna make very little difference to the actual core of the application, how any application function. Mm -hmm. It may make it cheaper and therefore lower the barriers for entry for consumers. Yes. But you wanna be ready to do that mm -hmm. as soon as that comes in. Mm-hmm. So I, I think anybody that is even considering or, or has, you know, a use case for blockchain yeah. should at least be investigating whether it's beneficial to them yeah. in their current business model right now. Mm -hmm. So you say investigating is more like saying do your own research, like DYOR. Well, right? you know, talk to somebody that knows, talk to us, it doesn't yeah. really matter. But look, look, we know, as you, as you touched on, not everything needs blockchain. Yes. I'm not saying everything yes. should be crammed into the blockchain, but it has some, some really unique, um, and I say unique, that's not to say that they're limited, mm -hmm. but it has 
some some really good qualities that it can bring to help businesses in in their current yeah endeavors. Off to you, Charlie. Um, so from me, I'd say yes, and someone who I've, I watch every now and again would be Kevin O'Leary. Yep, Mr. Wonderful Shark Tank. He's um, pushing forward in America to bring. He's working on one thing at the moment, and that's to bring forth regulation into stable coins and legislation for international settlements, and mm -hmm. that's his main goal at the yeah. moment. Yeah. And he loves DeFi with earning interest, decentralized mm -hmm. finance, um, 10%. He's, he's getting involved in that and he's done his risk assessment and worked on that and he's got a percentage in his investment companies where they're holding Ethereum for that exact reason. And at the moment, he's just pushing forth with um, legislation and regulation around stable coins as they're a far better, better settlement tool than what the banking system is mm -hmm. using today. Cool. All right. So it's a so it's a good thing for uh, yeah. businesses to get involved. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, that's not that's not even the business process themselves. It might no. be an offshoot of it. Sorry. Yes. After you, Maureen, what is your take on this? I think to answer the question directly, when when you ask about Web three and what's happening, I think it's really important for um, for us to get that separation between crypto and blockchain. I think there's still so many use cases, but the best use case for blockchain, they haven't even come up with it yet. Yeah. So if you're not in this space now, and you're not working towards being a part of this technology, and you're not adapting, if you don't adapt, you die, mm -hmm. uh, you will fall behind. And I think people should embrace it. Like, I think they need to separate cryptocurrencies to the, that's just an application that's built on top of the infrastructure. But there are so many things that we can do with this technology. And I think that people should start playing with it. People should start getting familiar with it, like trial and error. You have to be in it to win it. Yeah. So Disrupt yourself before something yeah, else exactly. disrupts you. But again, like, you know, I would like to say, like, you know, a lot of businesses don't know what they don't know, right? So, you know, in the 90s, like, you know, we heard, like, you know, when we were talking about, uh, you know, I don't know, not in the 90s, maybe 2000s, you know, like doing online shopping. There were people like, you know, like not happy to put their credit card details or any of that, right? And then... What about the Y2K? Do you remember Y2K. that? Y2K. When everyone like freaked out, they shut down, yeah. they thought like, what's going to happen when the, the clock ticks over? I think people it was like a white... Like yeah. it was, you know, because people are just afraid. It's human nature to fear what you don't know and to don't understand. Yeah. So, Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's, um, and there's, um, you know, and I, and I, I say that, I, and obviously I heard from somewhere else, like, you know, um, that you don't have to know the technology to embrace it, yeah. mm. right? Uh, because, I mean, we do that every single day. Um, I use it as saying, you know, I drive the car, but I have no idea what's inside it, how, how, is it, how does it operate, but I still drive the car. That's definitely valid to me. I have right? no idea how. <laughs> exactly, apart from Craig <laughs> and Charlie, right? So, um, so I think it's important for businesses to have a discussion, have a price, and some, you know, and um, when we, you know, spoken to a couple of um, people in the finance sector, uh, actually, not a couple of a few people in that finance sector. Um, you know, a couple of people did say that. You know, like, oh, 
uh, why should we you know accept cryptocurrency because we are we are it's already working for us you know and then for me i thought of okay you know that's like saying you know what uh, why should i go on, on online when i can put my business on yellow pages yeah you know and i think this space is moving so fast and um, i think the business owners who are scared to jump mm. yeah going to more difficult moving forward to adjust but saying that we are still early there's, there's a, just, you know, just because it, something works today doesn't mean it's going to work tomorrow or the week after hmm. like what's good now if you're not moving in the same direction that everything else is moving and you go back like to stand still is actually to go back go back so and you know uh, ethereum is moving forward it was working fine but i think there's always you know you what you can is you can always improve mm. so um so uh, ethereum merge you know it's happening um and you know just crossed uh, tomorrow is the uh, big day um while you, yeah so just really quickly just do remember that this is only the first yeah of several coming steps so it's like what you say is it's, it's a foundation for the house yeah and then the house get built on it and then you get the you know Absolutely. everything else so yeah. um but without this merge nothing can be done that's correct right but in the second story on an old house yeah yeah single story yes <laughs> yeah cool all right awesome um what we'll do is um i think i think we should have a go live with the uh, whole party. merge merge party, party. Yeah. merge party. party i think uh, uh uh mohammed we wish you could join us uh maybe not physically maybe remotely um and um you know uh, i think we should have a, like a fusion uh fusion party it's going to be good um but i think uh, it, it's so good to be a uh, part of this journey right all of us are like in this and we can always look back and say like look this is what the uh, you know um proof of work and now it proof of stake and a lot of people are in it and when i say a lot of people we are still a so tiny tiny number of people mm. so um and that's the reason why we are doing this podcast is to make people understand um look everything's changing constantly changing it's no one was born expert at it but you can't just become an expert unless you go through these learnings yeah you know um and whoever goes to the wall first going to end up with the cuts and bruises but you know um but it's going to be good because they'll know which wall to go through next you know what to look out for but you know i think that's important for us to you know um keep on doing things rather than not so absolutely any any points from you guys any anything else you going to talk about uh if not yes great. i just like to say thank you to mohammed yes thank you mohammed thank you, thank you for having me thank you you are welcome um i know that we are building some uh, really cool uh, products um mohammed and uh, i am so excited uh, to um really um we can't wait we're going to be at the this weekend yes where are we the convention at the we're going to be at the, yeah so we're going to be at the crypto uh, convention um this weekend um and we would love to you know um you know uh, talk to you guys and come and come and talk to us about you know what your ideas and things like that so and we would be we can have like a booth Uh, yes so yeah. we'll be at uh, 20 uh, we're going to be with you're going to be with one of our uh, partner companies over there and um, yeah so we would be uh, super excited 
and also uh, just to drop um, an alpha um, we're gonna do um, something cool uh, during the uh, crypto con convention uh, time and uh, yeah so we'll see that we'll be there uh, Saturday and Sunday uh, both days um, it's gonna be an awesome time and looking forward to seeing everyone thank you cool Cool. Thank you, guys. Bye. See you, guys. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe.